0: Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your trio Phenom SP3, along with the legendary Dutch Mantell for another edition of Smack Talk. We are here to review tonight's WWE Smackdown and AEW Rampage in Death. Dutch Mantel, how are you feeling?
1: Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I am supposed to be in New York tonight, but I had a little bit of a medical emergency last night, so I had to miss it. So to all the people who came to see me in my signing in New York, I apologize, but everything's okay. So uh, that's life. I don't know what to tell you. But uh, so I did watch. uh, Now, we're minus Rick tonight. Is that what you said?
0: Yes. Rick is having technical difficulties. Hopefully, maybe, possibly he could join us uh, maybe a little bit later if he gets the technical difficulties. Yeah. For now, it yeah, is right, me and right. that. Yeah,
1: I'm like he's having technical difficulties. You know what those difficulties are? What are they? Worn <laughs> it down. It's passing out. Yeah. No, he probably is because. <clears throat> well, I've had them and you've had them, and that's something you can't control. Yes, I did watch uh, SmackDown, and I'd have to say that it wasn't the worst SmackDown. I've ever seen, and it was pretty good in spots, pretty good, and uh, they did do a few things that were out of the ordinary, the way they opened the show was different, Yes, because they had everybody do, who was on the show, they would, they would do a little promo, which wasn't bad, I kind of, and that, I said, man, this is different, they didn't do an in-ring tonight, not to start off with, and uh, they ended up What was the first match? Was it Sami Zayn and Ricochet?
0: Sami Zayn and Ricochet for the Intercontinental Championship. Of course, we're going to get into that as well as the whole SmackDown show and AEW Rampage. Just remember, guys... Drop a thumbs up on the video, share it with your friends. Subscribe if you are new to the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel. Got plenty of great content coming up over the weekend. Going to do AEW Revolution post show following the pay per view on Sunday, right here with Kev, Jose, Jeremy, and the boys. So you can check that out right here on Sunday. So hit that bell to stay notified for the great content here. Dutch. Yes. Let's get into that opener. You, you, you talked about the, the promos, which was kind of like Saturday night's main event where they kind of promote the matches on the night, have quick promos. I I like that. I like that. It was a nice change of pace.
1: Yeah, it was a tremendous change of pace. And it kind of grabbed my attention there for
0: a second. I said, all right.
1: And then they went to the first match. That was Sammy and uh, Ricochet,
0: right? Sammy and Ricochet, they went about uh, nine and a half minutes. I thought that this was a really exciting matchup. These two guys are two of the best workers on this show. And it came down to, in the end... Uh, ricochet climbed to the top. Sammy cut him off. sammy was in firm control when Johnny Knoxville's music started to play. He comes out, he gets on the apron. He distracts Sammy Zayn. Ricochet uh takes advantage of that, catching Sammy with a hurricane rata into the pin for the win to become the new intercontinental champion. What did you think about the title change? The match. And Johnny Knoxville's involvement, and then what happened after, where we had two sets of promos. Sami Zayn going crazy after losing the Intercontinental Title, challenging Johnny Knoxville yep. to WrestleMania, and Johnny Knoxville accepting the challenge later on in the night.
1: Well, the finish was excellent. The way he took that hurricana, yeah, it was it was a re- well, no, it's Herb straight kind of straightways, but it, it looked like it knocked him silly. I mean, you could slow that down. And I don't know how, you know, some guys can take it and some guys can't, but Sammy could, he can take that move and make it look devastating. Yeah. And I'd like them to, that they put the title on Ricochet because he's been, how long has he been on SmackDown? Six months?
0: I, Maybe, yeah, I, think, I think he, I think he came over in the draft. So that was in like three October. months. So yeah, about four to five months. So yeah.
1: Okay. And he needed something like that. <laughs> so and then we had Johnny Knoxville come out, and,
0: you know, he was the
1: reason that he lost the title. And now Sami Zayn is going to take him on at WrestleMania, which I don't have a problem with. Because at least uh, Knoxville, he's done these crazy, stupid stunts, and he became famous for doing them. So he kind of fits right in in a wrestling uh, atmosphere. And uh, then we have another. Who, who challenged uh, Pat McGee tonight? Uh, that, oh, oh, yeah, that's less yeah. later on.
0: Yeah, you know, no, yeah. that was actually like a, they had a couple of segments in between kind of teasing that Vince was going to make an announcement about uh, Pat McAfee's opponent. We got the announcement that Vince is inducting uh, The Undertaker, one of your good friends. What do you think about Vince uh, being the person to induct Taker?
1: Well, I, he was my first pick. I think that the Undertaker, that, uh,
0: that Vince
1: would... He would induct him into the Hall of Fame. And then if I said, I know Vince, he likes to stay in the background. He don't want to be out there. But this is different because I think he considers Mark a friend, a personal friend. And I think it's an honor for Mark that he's going to do it. Uh, He's going to have Vince inducted. And it's a, a tribute to Vince that Vince is willing to do it. Vince has inducted nobody. Yeah. So And I think a lot of people are interested in what Vince is going to say. Because I, I don't even know what he's going to say, but whatever it is, it's going to be interesting. And, uh, you know, he had, I don't I don't know if, I think probably Mark, if you'd asked him straight up, who do you want to induct you? I think he would have said Vince anyway. So that's really a, a tribute to both of them. I like that.
0: Absolutely do agree with you there. It's It seems like the right choice. Of course, guys, sound off in the live chat. If you're watching us on demand, let us know in the comments down below what you thought about SmackDown and Rampage. And, of course, if you're watching us live in the live chat, we're going to try to highlight as many of your comments as possible. But if we can't, Super Chat donations it's the best way to get our attention so we can highlight it on screen. We got uh, Lisa Smith Joining us saying, hi, Dutch. Enjoy listening to you. You're your number one fan. She's your number one. Yeah, fan. you got it. there. You got I've
1: known that I've known that lady for 40 years almost.
0: Wow. Really? Awesome. And I, when That's I, awesome. I,
1: when I, yeah. When I used to live in Nashville, she lived like 50 miles away and, and she would come to all the matches on, on Saturday night. She came to as many matches as she could. So I've known her a long time. Nice, nice lady. Good person.
0: Ah, oh, that's sweet. Uh, we also got uh Kenny Byer Byley saying, "Love you guys. You are fantastic." We got uh DJ Eric who says, "Rick Uchino for Mayor of uh, Cincinnati." So the Rick fans are still with us. They didn't leave because yep. Rick's not here. There you go. Uh,
1: I, I'd vote. I, I'd vote for you, Rick. <laughs> then I would lead the charge to impeach you. What I would do? That's what kind of friend I am. <laughs>
0: Got a bunch of people in the live chat. Like I said, sound off. Keep sounding off. And thank you, Ozzy. I do appreciate it. Yes, you're Mania champion. I do appreciate the love as well. What, what did you?
1: What did? What did you win?
0: I won the Mania championship. The uh, it's basically like this big wrestling trivia show that they do yeah. on parts fun own as part of Wrestle Talk with a bunch of like wrestlers as well as like people from wrestling media, like myself. And I won the quizzle mania championship i beat well
1: congratulations
0: i appreciate that dutch i, I wish i
1: could have been there i couldn't have helped you because that's one thing i don't <clears throat> i don't even know wrestling trivia no I, I i know other trivia more but i I just
0: don't know wrestling trivia
1: i don't know why just never paid much attention to it i guess i was too busy doing it to pay attention to it
0: makes sense makes perfect sense yeah, to me it does I'm, actu- I'm actually watching some of your work on uh, my, other, my other channel with uh, where we're watching like 1996 Raw. and been seeing you a lot, so we always call you Uncle Zeb. Uncle Zeb's there. So. Oh, okay. Well, Uncle
1: Zeb's there.
0: <laughs> uh, so <laughs> let's talk about that Pat McAfee match because he had the big interview with Mystic Man this week. Did, were you able to catch the interview, Dutch?
1: No, but it was pretty good, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it it was a a very good chat. Uh, This was like Vince being as normal as he could have been after all these years and previous sit-down interviews that he's had with the likes of like Bob Costas, where he was very hostile like 20 years ago. He's a very Mm -hmm. mellow at this point, and it was a cool conversation. But it led to him offering Pat McAfee a match at WrestleMania, and we found out who his opponent was as Austin Theory made his way to the ring and claimed McMahon tricked mcafee yesterday he said that mcmahon uh mcmahon wants to see someone shut mcafee's mouth up at wrestlemania theory and mcafee Mm -hmm. went face to face at the commentary table theory announced that he's mcafee's opponent and then he slapped mcafee in the face and knocked off his headset Theory walked off and took selfies uh to the WrestleMania sign. McAfee was furious. He jumped on the table. He acted like he didn't even know who Theory was. Then he started blaming Cole because Visek told him he's a horrible person. I love the reaction by uh McAfee and the reaction he got from the fans. He was talking about I, I was just embarrassed in front of Jimmy Butler. Then he says Jimmy Butler used the bathroom. But <laughs> he was like, he was great in his reaction to everything. Who, was Jimmy uh,
1: who, who he, is Jimmy Butler? who's
0: that? he's basically the star player of the Miami Heat and they were in Miami. Oh, okay, I Why got, it. got down? it. What did you what did you think of this angle here? Well, I've been
1: reading about Austin Theory, but I've never
0: but I never saw him. I
1: never even saw him have a match. This was the first time I'd ever seen that kid before in my life. And when I was working for TNA, he sent us some, you know, he sent us a package, a promo package and And I saw him then. He looked good, and we were going to book him, but I think then he hooked up with WWE. But if he hadn't, I probably impact would have grabbed him because he's a good-looking kid, a young kid, and I I could just look at him and tell him. Sometimes you can just look at people and tell they have talent. And I think he had talent, so we were going to book him, but WWE kind of snatched him first, which is fine with me. But at least... That's what, kids, if, you, if anybody's out there is trying to get into the professional wrestling field, don't be shy. Send your stuff everywhere to everybody, and this is what I tell everybody. What's the worst they can say, Sid, is no. Next. That's the worst they can say. What are they going to say? But the, yes, they may say yes, and that's what you're looking for. So when you get a yes, that's still not an automatic end. you got to go, and you got to prove yourself. So I, I and I think everybody knows that. But uh, Austin Theory, I, I kind of like the matchup. And I've never even seen him work, but I've heard that he's good. So if, when I see that matchup mania, <clears throat> I'll be seeing something probably for the first time. And let's see how they handle it. Because McAfee has already proved that he could handle his end of it. Who yeah. is that he had the, had the angle with in uh, NXT? Adam Cole. Yeah, and that was good, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was. He had a okay. very impressive uh, first matchup, and then he was impressive once again in war games in 2020.
1: Yeah. See, Pat McAfee, he's an athlete, and he knows what it takes to be
0: a success in this business like anything else. You've got certain
1: things you got to do, certain things you don't do, and I think that's just a given. And he got in there, and he put his heart and soul in it, and he actually, you know, what I'm afraid of is sometimes people getting into the business and embarrassing themselves. But Pat didn't do that. I don't think he, he did do it in the last one you said. And I don't I think here will be a almost a shining example of what you can do when you put your heart into it.
0: Yeah. Uh we also got here uh Rollin Curtis. Thank you so much for that super chat donation. Always appreciate it. Okay, Vince McMahon
1: inducted Stone
0: Cold Steve Austin. Did yes, he? he's inducted okay. two other people, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Donald Trump into the okay. Hotel. All right. Yes. Well,
1: he's in good company. Undertaker's in
0: good, good company. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely there. So next up, we had uh, Naomi. She went one-on-one with Carmella. This was a quick match, but it was fine for what it was. Carmella tries to put on the mask. Uh, Naomi eventually gets the win with the split-legged moonsault after Sasha Banks takes care of Queen Zelina to build up that Women's Tag Team Championship match at WrestleMania. Any thoughts on this match?
1: Well, it was short, you know, most of the women's matches, I don't know why they do that, but they're kind of short. And I I think they fear that unless they're really experienced like Charlotte or, you know, Bianca Belair, and she didn't really have that much experience. She just knows what to do. But it was good. It was fine.
0: I agree. Uh, Next, we had just a, a whole smush of segments concerning Happy Corbin and Drew McIntyre in their build-up to WrestleMania. First we see in the back, it's Happy Corbin, Matt, Cat Moss, playing poker with a bunch of their friends. Corbin mocked Moss for having a weak hand. He bragged about his accomplishments at WrestleMania, winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, as well as retiring Kurt Angle. Still can't believe they did that. Corbin uh, made fun of uh, McIntyre, and then Moss did a bad impression of McIntyre, and they watch McIntyre have his match with Jinder Mahal. This one, just about th- two minutes, uh, McIntyre gets the win with the Claymore, and then after the match, he's interviewed by Kayla Braxton. And he's not worried about Corbin and Moss. He promised to end Happy Corbin's undefeated streak at WrestleMania. And then we see Corbin, Moss, and friends watching McIntyre's match and interview. Moss tried to make a joke, and Corbin was worried about uh, McIntyre. And then I think it all ended with McIntyre coming in uh, later on and putting the knife to their dartboard as they were playing darts and runed off uh, Happy Corbin, Madcap, Moss, and all their friends.
1: Well, that was a good way to finish it. Yeah, they're throwing darts, and all of a sudden you have this big sword going through the wall. That's that's the time to end it. And that was that. I don't. I got to give it to creative on that one. That was that was fairly creative, and I liked it.
0: Using using the now.
1: But he's he's carrying this sword with him. When is he ever going to use it? Can he use it? Chop off somebody's leg?
0: I don't. I don't think he can. I don't think he
1: can use that.
0: Not legally. No.
1: But it. But it is very impressive.
0: It 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 is it is very impressive. It looks very beautiful for for uh, a <laughs> sword. Next we had they recapped uh, the Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar contract signing from last week. We then had uh, Riggs and Shinsuke, Rick Boos and Shinsuke Nakamura starting to make their entrance. I believe this was only for Pat McAfee to get on the on the table and start dancing, only mm-hmm. for the Usos to come down and attack. Boogs and Nakamura, Uh, they beat them down, and then they pose, and then it leads to Roman Reigns making his uh, entrance, and Cole and McAfee were confused and didn't understand the Usos' motivation. Uh, I mean, they just beat their top contenders in the Viking Raiders. Do you think we might do Usos versus Nakamura and Boogs at WrestleMania?
1: Mm. I mean, they can do anything they want. But I don't, I don't think Boogs and Nakamura have any kind of heat on them at all. No. They, don't have, they don't even have good heat on them. But neither do the Raiders. So it's, unless they go that three-way, which I hope they don't go, I think people are three-wayed out. Three-way tags, three-ways this, you know. I just don't. It, it yeah. doesn't excite yeah. me yeah. unless they have a hell of a story. And some kind of stipulations that that make it more interesting. It's going. How many times have lying. we seen? Yeah. How many times have we seen the Usos and the Raiders thus far? You said tonight was their first tag.
0: It was their first time in a tag team matchup uh, since this feud started. But they've had a bunch of. Yeah, links but how can you matchup. really
1: tell sometimes if it's a tag yeah. match
0: or not? The other guys in, the other
1: guys out, back and forth. True. It's you need a program to tell the – Help tell the players a part of what's going on. But I think Boogs and Nakamura against the Usos, it'd be different. But I don't know if... Who would the people cheer for in that one?
0: I think they would cheer for Boogs and Nakamura. I think the entrance is over enough that they would get cheered. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got another Super Chat donation from... Purple band, Seon. Uh Seon, yes. Uh, he says, shout out to Dutch Mantel, a legend in our business, especially for us in the Puerto Rico territory. Well, show thank you
1: there. very much. I think I fought every wrestling fan in Puerto Rico that year down there, personally. So, yeah, they love me down there.
0: Yeah, I show up another, I show every visit. night.
1: I, I show up every night to the arena and meet the cops. I'd say, listen, stay close to me tonight. These people don't like me. They say, "Oh, we know." Okay. So, but uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know who the Usos would go against. I don't really know.
0: It'd be interesting. Anybody, anybody on Raw that could go against? I mean, whoever comes out of the three-way on uh, Monday Night Raw this coming week with Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens versus the Alpha Academy versus RK Bro. Could do a champion versus champion there. They could. Why not? See, I,
1: I like the Alpha Academy is
0: Gable and what's his name? Otis.
1: I like them. Yeah. Because that that uh, Gable is he's just a young version of Kurt Angle. Yes. He he's got the Very charisma. Good. If if I had my say,s about it, I would somehow stick kurt in there with gable i wouldn't mind not full not full time but just like an advisor and then when you do the big shows then you bring him in because now he's not gonna he won't die on the vine and he's entertaining as hell yeah i could see kurt and otis going at it you know him giving him advice and Otis not taking it away, but in a lot of ways they could do it. But I, I think he would be a welcome addition to that team. Or just uh an like annex to them, not necessarily tied in, but just as an advisor role.
0: I feel so yeah, yeah.
1: If that happens, you you know where they got the idea, they got it from me. I don't ask for your royalties.
0: You you know creative watches smack talk. They they want to they want to hear the advice of Dutch Mantel.
1: Of course. I want to hear my own advice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Roman Reigns comes down after Usos beat down Boogs and Nakamura. He's they uh, he comes down to the ring. Colin McAfee understood that Reigns was ready to talk. Uh, you see Paul Heyman with him. This was a, actually a really good segment because Roman Reigns it was got fired up. He got a mixed reaction at first. Then the fans started breaking out in loud Roman chants after he told Miami to acknowledge him. He noticed he noted that he defends his title tomorrow night in Madison Square Garden, as does Brock Lesnar. Reigns promised to defeat whoever stands in his way tomorrow. Reigns claimed some people don't even want Lesnar to make it to WrestleMania. He added that he wants Lesnar to make it to Dallas to hand him the WWE title. And Reigns wondered if they should if he should give the fans a spoiler tonight. He said he did it last year ahead of WrestleMania 37, said that he was going to stack them and beat them. And then he says he promises at WrestleMania 38 he will beat Brock Lesnar, hold the Universal and WWE titles over his head as $5 million worth of fireworks goes off. And he he guarantees Lesnar will acknowledge me, acknowledge me, acknowledge me, acknowledge me. He was just out of his mind at the end. Great stuff. No, that was good.
1: the first time we really seen him show the emotion. Yes. And it got over. Yeah. Because now I think he showed some much us. Now, if he gets, they can say he's becoming unhinged. He's showing that the pressure is getting to him. Okay, the match in Madison Square Garden, is it title versus title or no?
0: No, they each have title matches.
1: Okay, yeah, who's Roman – Okay, Roman is facing Brock in Madison Square Garden, or no? No. They, not Brock is him. versus okay.
0: someone. Roman's versus someone.
1: Uh, I see. I see. But not straight up. No. Okay. That, that got me confused right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ro- Romans, <clears throat> Roman's interview tonight, he got a little more emotional, a little more fired up. The crowd got fired up. First time I've seen him that way, and I'm sure the crowd, too. But he was good like that. And he was, he got out of that laid back, complacent mode that he's usually in. He showed some fire and the people liked it. I liked it.
0: Yeah, it was, a, it was, it was a nice, a nice little change. And it, But he really kind of continued on from last week's promo where he, he kind of went off saying, it's my camera, it's my ring. So
1: yeah, he it, did go off. So it, it's going in stages. So it was
0: good. Yeah. Good story progression here. Uh, next, we had the Usos in action, defending the SmackDown Tag Team Titles against the aforementioned Viking Raiders. Uh, this match like started off slow, and then it r- really became like a good, hard-hitting, fast-paced matchup with the teams kind of going back and forth. We got some really good near falls towards the end with uh, the Usos looking like they were going to get the victory. Then uh, er- I think it was I Eric. Yeah, Eric reversing the pinfall attempt for a near-fall himself. In the end, it was the Usos who hit the 1D on Eric to retain the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. What did you think about this match?
1: Good match. Good match. Because these guys work well together, and they didn't miss anything. Nothing was out of filter, out of balance, out out of sync. Yeah. And I'm surprised that the Usos that they're as good as they are, because they more or less had to, you know, when they got there, they were nowhere this good. But they, I guess, through advice from the agents or advice from, you know, like guys backstage, they got better and they got better. Now they're at the point where they don't even have to call stuff anymore. I mean, they can call stuff in the back, but when they're in the ring, they don't call stuff. You don't ever see them trying to whisper something to somebody. No. Because they've worked together so many times, they know what's coming. And even they can change it in the middle of it, and the guy knows what's going on. That's why you don't see a lot of mess-ups, like obvious mess-ups. <clears throat> you see it, everybody's going to mess up sometime, but I haven't seen the Usos mess up. I mean, even Biala step which means they've, they've taken this craft and they've worked it and they have perfected it and it works for them and they make whoever's working with them better and that's what the secret of tag team wrestling is you have to take you know you have to take your opponents and bring them to your level so they look like they belong <clears throat> and the Raiders look like they belong in that ring and the Raiders when I first saw them I said I don't know I don't those guys move. That one guy weighs three hundred fifty pounds. Yes, Yeah, and he's doing all kind of stuff that you don't see guys at three hundred and fifty pounds doing. Now his smaller partner, he does all that stuff too. Yeah. But his bigger partner, when he's getting on the top rope and coming off, and he's doing that you know, the belly dive and
0: that was a good near you know, fall. I, too. I,
1: I, I do like I do like their finish when they pick him up and then they what I don't even know how they do it. I, yeah. I'd have to see it again to tell you even how they do it, but they do it well, and and they're starting to get over. It. If they stay with them and don't bury them too much, you may have a team that's over there a little bit.
0: Yeah, they could definitely go back to this matchup at WrestleMania because it was good here. If it gets time at WrestleMania, it's definitely going to be good there as well. But it's well, they not- got
1: four, they got four weeks to WrestleMania,
0: right? Yeah.
1: Well, that's enough time.
0: Way more than enough time. But it's not the only tag team feud we saw here tonight. Uh, we saw a singles match, but it's more of a tag team feud with Big E with Kofi Kingston versus Sheamus with Ridge Holland that didn't even end up being a matchup. It turned into a nope. whole angle where the New Day showed up driving around on Big E's ATV that he got for his birthday last week from Kofi Kingston. They drove it down to the ring Uh they recapped Sheamus and Holland confronting New Day last week, and then Big E and Sheamus faced off. Kofi jumped on the ATV and started playing New Day rocks on the horn, and Holland grabbed a chair, hit Kofi from behind with it. He then attacked the ATV with the chair while Sheamus jumped Big E in the ring, and the heels drove off with the ATV. During the commercial break, Sheamus and Holland destroyed the ATV with sledgehammers in the parking oh. lot. And Cole stressed that Kingston brought the ATV for for a biggie as a birthday gift.
1: Those Sad. Irish bastards just got to go and beat something up. They're just thugs. It's all they just are. Thugs. And that was pretty good, I guess. He beat up the deal. And I was watching that Holland kid swing at Sledgehammer. I don't think he's ever swung one before. No. He he missed it. He missed it, and he spun all the way around. I was it looks like uh, Seamus has used a sledgehammer a little bit, but I don't think the other kids ever used one. No, he did but, not. But did the good. point got over. They were, we're not going for sledgehammer style here. We're going, and they they destroyed the the little, the little vehicle they were coming in on. I thought that little vehicle thing was getting over. Now yeah. they go ahead and how long? How long has it been in use? Three weeks. Two weeks. It came in last
0: week. Last week. Okay. No.
1: Two weeks, and you beat it up already.
0: I was like, you, you could have you got it over a little bit before you did this.
1: Yeah, because I don't think the people are attached to that ATV
0: yet. If they yeah. were attached to it a little bit more,
1: it'd make it uh, the heels a little more evil, I think. But no, they had to go ahead and get rid of it right away.
0: Everything outside of like what Roman Reigns is doing, what Charlotte is doing, and... Sonia Deville and Naomi, whatever Sonya Deville and Naomi was, they do everything on like microwave booking where you would think that they would draw this out to get the ATV over. No, they introduced it last week. They destroyed it this week. <laughs> That's just how it works. Uh, what, what,
1: what do we have next? next what was the end ring? I was missing part of it because I had some stuff going on. Mm-hmm. What was the end ring? they had? Did they have an end ring at the top of the hour?
0: No, no, that, that we're at to the main event of the show. We did we the only in ring really was uh the Austin Theory stuff, Austin Theory and Pat McAfee stuff. We had the main event, mm-hmm. which was Ronda Rousey versus Sonya Deville. Uh, before the match, Deville was yelling at Charles Robinson and reminded him that she is his boss. Rousey got the big epic introduction, running down her accomplishments. She came out mm-hmm. uh wearing a knee brace. SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair, came down and joined commentary. However, uh, she distracted Rousey before sitting down. DeVille took advantage of that, hitting a chop block on Rousey's injured knee. And the fans mm-hmm. were really behind Rousey. They rooted her on yeah, they were. As, as she sold loud Ron chants, She made her comeback with like judo throws. She hit the Piper's Pit and then locked on the armbar. After the match, Rousey challenged Flair to get in the ring. Flair got in the ring, but Rousey, locked, uh, instead, because the whole the whole match, Flair was under this, was creating this narrative that Ronda is a one-trick pony, that she can only beat people with the arm bar. So when, when mm-hmm. it's like Rousey hurt her at commentator because Flair got in the ring and Rousey took her down puts her in the ankle lock, and makes Charlotte tap out that way. And uh, Flair, uh, Flair claimed all of that. Was, it was totally debunked by what Rousey did to end the show. This was a great piece of business to just put over Rousey and highlight her in a major way ahead of WrestleMania. But what did you think, Dutch?
1: Well, she, well, she beat two guys. She beat two opponents. Yeah. She beat Sonya, and then she, she tapped out, even though it was unofficial, but she tapped out Flair. Flair said she was going to make her tap out. The only thing I got with it when she got on that ankle lock, and then when she got out of the ring, she she sold it just a
0: little bit. Yeah, she didn't she, sell it
1: like she should be. I mean, don't you think she would have been down in on the floor division?
0: or limp? No like, kidding. Don't.
1: I mean, I mean, uh, if you don't sell it, the people have no way of knowing the damage that was done. She's a UFC fighter, so if she got your ankle, she could easily break it. Yeah, if she wanted to. So I don't know, but I wish she'd have sold it a little more. But it was it was a it was a good piece of business, ending on the girls, which is different, not ending on Roman and true, and and the Brock angle. So in end, ending it on that was a, was a good thing I thought.
0: Yeah, it was it was it was a very good thing. It put a spotlight on Rousey and put a spotlight on this feud with Charlotte Flair, Sonya Deville in a main event spot was definitely over as a heel. But like I said, this was just a very, a big, uh, even I don't care what people think about the whole angle. They don't like it. They don't like that it's probably going to be the main event over Becky Lynch and, and Bianca Belair. You can't deny that the crowds there live the last couple of weeks have been responding to Rousey as a baby face. So they're doing something right.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Rousey is, she's listening to them. And she's doing a little bit of a smiling coming down the and I'm kinda torn on that too. Yeah. Because if she's really a killer, she didn't smile coming down the UFC
0: nope
1: walkway. But she's coming down smiling. I think if she if she stopped halfway, I guess, and then got into into shoot mode, then she went in. But I don't know.
0: Who who knows
1: what works but but I do know that she is getting over, and she's not a great talker. They don't, but they give her good points to make. Make these points and get out is all she has to do. So, but I, I thought it was a good match, and I think Ronda Rousey's she's really over. And I think now, how long is she going to stay around?
0: Uh, she's supposed to be doing a year run again. So, really, yeah.
1: Well, well, good. So she she's good for it. You know, I think the the girls' division of the top six or seven girls they got, they're better than the guys' division, I think. I mean, they got Flair and they got Bianca and they got uh, Rhonda and they got, who else they got? Becky. Sasha. Gotcha. And Bailey's coming back. Mm-hmm. And Car- not Carmella. Who's the other? Liv Morgan. You know, I like that girl. I don't know what it is about her, but I like that girl. And you know who I even like that, uh, Selena Vega.
0: Selena Vega, is that yeah. That her
1: name. Yeah. Uh, she just got her ass beat. Ever remember? She just got her ass beat week after week after week, and then they ended up putting the title on her. She still has the title.
0: Yeah. So as the woman's now, titles. what was the
1: problem she got into
0: last year about Twitch? Or some kind of Uh, when WWE stopped uh, third-party platforms for their wrestlers, she she didn't want to shut down her Twitch or uh, had some protest against it, and it led to her release.
1: So how did that work? She got her own money.
0: Yeah, I guess
1: WWE is thinking they created the character, they own the character.
0: But she doesn't even go by that character on Twitch. She goes by her real name. Well, how could they get that? I wonder they just know they tell people that they couldn't do Twitch anymore, that they that you had to do under WWE or whatever WWE wants to do. It's a it's a whole tangle web and doesn't let WWE look good. And they had a good night on SmackDown, so I just want to leave it at that. Let's move right, on go ahead. to Rampage uh, Dudge.
1: Let's let, let's do some news. Yes. What what is Tony Khan doing now?
0: <laughs> Tony Khan yeah. has bought Ring of Honor, R-O-H, and according to bodyslams.net Cassidy Haynes, he's going to use it as a developmental territory, and more importantly, it's about the tape library as he is building up a catalog for AEW to potentially make a streaming service deal.
1: Hmm. He's going to use Ring of Honor as like a performance center type, but a traveling performance center
0: type deal. Yes.
1: And what do you pay for
0: that? Uh well the, the, the axing price that people heard before like their hiatus and everything, before they were really just really kind of put the on sale si- uh, sign on Ring of Honor, it was like twenty million between twenty to thirty million. But uh, I think that price went down when they went on like hiatus and they didn't have the talent contracts anymore. So he probably made maybe paid somewhere between five ten million or maybe more than ten million. Well, if
1: it's down in that range, I could see it. The 20 million, I don't see what they would be paying 20 million for, really. Because that tape library may be worth that one day. I don't think it's worth anywhere near that now. But I don't know. I would think so. I'm just guessing.
0: I would think so, because the whole thing that Tony Khan, whenever he's asked about streaming service, is that he said he's building up the catalog for AEW. They have three years on television. They have about 11 pay-per-views. They have AEW, you know, all all the rampages that they've done so far. But that's not enough for a streaming service. But to have now 20 years of Ring of Honor footage, now you have something to take to the table.
1: I also think Tony Khan wanted to get it before WWE
0: had a shot at it well the the news came out today from wrestling observer newsletter was that uh wwe really weren't interested in the deal and a lot of people took that as a sign of triple h not really having his say in like the power and management that he once did because back in 2018 he wanted vince to buy ring of honor and vince thought oh no why ring of honor let's think bigger let's go after new japan and those thought those talks never went anywhere
1: Mhm. Well, so where's Cody going?
0: That's an interesting one because BodySlam.net also reported that uh, Cody Rhodes and WWE talks had fizzled out, and then a report today came out that, uh that yeah, there's internal documents that have Cody Rhodes on slated for WrestleMania 38. So it's a lot of conflicting reports right now and it's Cody Rose. I'm, I'm expecting this story to change about three and four times before he eventually shows up in either WWE or back in AEW.
1: Well, I think he'll be, he'll be fine either way. Yeah. Either way he goes. So anyway, they got, I think Tony Khan, he gets people talking about his companies and he creates interest. And I think, And when he said he he, he's got a hell of a deal he's working on, he wasn't kidding. me. How many times you've seen, "Oh, we're working on a hell of a deal," and they come out with some rinky-dink announcement that's not nothing. So after a while, you go, "Oh, you're not working on nothing." But at least what he was talking about was a big deal. So I wish him success. I like what they're doing. Let's talk about Rampage.
0: What did you? Which
1: I liked a lot. Which I liked a lot better
0: what did you think about this right opener there? though this opener dutch oh I the was opener gonna... was
1: the opener blew it away
0: oh my god like that i'm like...
1: thinking why would you put this i know why you'd put it in the opener because people are going to watch it but nobody could follow that
0: <laughs> no no <I> mean, like, <laughs> that was like a match uh like a tv match of the year i'm gonna remember this e- even though this is in march I'm going to probably remember this at the end of the year because this was just, this was probably like the most fast paced three way that I've seen in quite some time. Just how like the story started off with Sammy and Darby kind of, Working together, trying to get their hands on Andrade. Andrade kind of eluding both guys, getting the advantage. Then they had like uh pin pin exchanges, pin attempts on each other, all three men. Then we had the coolest spot of this whole entire match before the first commercial, where Sammy Guevara does a, a vertical superplex. On the second rope, as he has him in the vertical superplex, uh, Andrade comes mm-hmm. from underneath. It does a walking powerbomb. So you see, I've never seen anything like this, Dutch. This and was insane. I, the
1: the crowd stood up. They stood up in anticipation of somebody getting killed. <laughs> That's I got if You said, "Oh, I saw him over there." He went, "Oh my God, they're not going to do that," but they were already up, and he walked in and. And it still had the scary moments. Yeah. Because you saw the balance like this, ooh, and you're hoping they are going to go the right way. And they did. So, and I don't know how long it took them to put that together, but it was very creative, by the way. Yeah. So, and they, they had some really good moves. Uh, the right guy went over, I think. Yeah. And we I think they're building that, that Darby Allen and that, uh, what's the kid's name? The They built him that
0: good. Yeah, definitely. He he went to shake his
1: hand. He wouldn't shake his hand. He
0: walked off. To to me though, the star of this match was Andrade, especially after they came back from commercial break. He hits the the three amigos on Guevara. He lays out uh Darby with an inverted backbreaker. He goes up top for the moonsault on both guys. Both guys move out the way. He does a he lands on his feet, does a standing moonsault to Guevara for two, then does the running knees to Darby. I was just like, man, Andrade is just too good and we don't see it enough in this company so i hope this was a reminder to tony Khan: you gotta start using this guy a little bit more and that superplex spot that andrade run was crazy but what about that coast to coast that sammy did oh my god darby darby tried to dart at him so you see darby run try to dart at Sammy at the same time, Sammy does the coast to coast on Andrade that had everybody on his feet as well. And then, like you said, in the end though, it was a whole big exchange where the finish was just, it was even better than all of that, that I just said, you get Darby hits the flip stunner on L on Andrade before, uh, and then, uh, Guevara hits the GTH on, on Andrade, takes Sam, takes Darby out of the ring. Darby then takes Guevara out of the ring. He hits the coffin drop on Andrade. He gets a one, two, and then the Guevara hits a senton on Darby and gets the pinfall on Andrade. This was insane.
1: It was. Now, I usually don't vote match of the year, but this has to be TV match of the year. Yeah. Because it didn't start, it didn't stop. And it had logic to it. A lot, of, a lot of these matches don't have logic to them. they just doing stuff to be doing them. But I did like the Andrade rolling out of the ring because, you know, it looked like those two guys were going to team up on him. And he said, no, nah, you're not yeah. going to do that. He rolls out. Then they chase him around. And, and that was making sense because now he's protecting his territory. They're trying to they, – they're both going to double team him. That made sense. And the rest – then they laid him out for a while. And they done their good stuff, and then he'd come back in. That was a very, very good match, and well laid out. Now, I don't know how well an agent can lay these matches out, but I don't think an agent did that match. I think they did. Yeah, that was that was their match. They probably run it by the agent later, but I think even if you run that by the agent later, he gets lost because you don't know how they're gonna how the fans are going to to react to it, but those guys know because they've done it and they know they know the fans, or their caliber of fans, and so they know what they're going to buy. So they put it together and they did it well. How long has that Darby kid been working?
0: If he'd gained uh,
1: 20 pounds, he'd be a lot better off. He'll <laughs> get hurt. He's so skinny. You have nothing to pad him up a little
0: bit. I think he's Where's he from? Uh, he's from Seattle, the Washington area. Uh yeah, I think he started working like 2016, 2015 maybe. hmm So yeah, yeah well, I wonder like-
1: what he weighed then. 120. He probably gained 40 pounds now. He's up to 160. He's <laughs> <laughs> he's probably going to go on a diet. Uh, but no, they ha- they did have a good match. They they did.
0: I I, I okay. Love who
1: who match. was on second? Let me. Is who was on second? Was that Keith Lee? Or is he on
0: third? Uh, he—I think—believe Keith Lee was the second match, but next we had Alex Abrahantes cut a promo with uh Death Triangle, flanked by Pacineld and, and Penta Ascaro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, Abrahantes seemingly challenged the House of Black into a trios match with Abrahantes as the third partner. The House of Black accepted with a promo on the video wall. Then the lights went out. When they came back up, uh, the House of Black were uh, on the ring apron behind the, behind Death Triangle. And Abrahantes clarified the third man isn't him. It's actually Eric Redbeard making his first mm-hmm. appearance in AEW since the Brody Lee tribute show back in 2020. Redbeard yep. ran into even the odds in the ring, followed by a, a bunch of security trying to ste- separate the two stables. They tried to keep everyone separated, but Redbeard took everyone out, and then uh, House of Black retreated through the crowd, and then uh, Penta broke the arm of one of the uh, security while they stared down with House of Black, setting up a trios match this Sunday on the buy-in to the pay-per-view. What did you think about this angle here?
1: Hey, when he had that guy kid's arm
0: and he went south with it,
1: it looked like he yanked it out.
0: (laughs) Yes. He always always does that. I don't know.
1: I don't know how... uh, I don't know if it hurt the kid or not, but it looked very painful, and the guy sold it. Yeah. The one thing I noticed about that, which it was good, it was sectioned off correctly. Everybody had black on Every And you couldn't tell who was who. Now, for me, I don't know. I just know the name Malachi Black, and I don't know his two partners. I don't know
0: where that came from. That's Brody Lee. I mean Brody King and Buddy Matthews. Buddy okay. Matthews used to be in WWE. That was Buddy yeah. Murphy. But
1: and I was kind of recognized him outside the ring. And the other team all had black on, too. So it was a bunch of guys in black. And the security came up. And
0: they had him. all black.
1: They all had black on. And I went, what the hell? See, you have to notice things like that. The agents that put this together said, guys, you can't, you're all wearing black. See, for me, I'm is I'm a first-time viewer. <laughs> but nothing set them apart from each other. So I guess the story, but I'm not following the story. See, I just watch Rampage. Yeah. See, I think whoever books rampage needs to keep that in mind. Or do another uh, I, I guess they did a little bit of a, a reminder before that match to remind you of what was going on. I think Black did an interview and stepped back into the shadows. And that'll work for a while, but I think it's got to be a little deeper than that, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, next, we had a promo segment with Scorpio Sky and Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert uh, talking, doing the talking for Scorpio D- Sky and said he made a deal. Scorpio Sky gets a TNT title shot this Wednesday on Dynamite, and Lambert agrees to bring in MMA fighter page van san at the pay-per-view on sunday to sign her aew contract
1: is that a big deal
0: page van san i mean she's a pretty face from the mma world uh she has been someone that has gotten beaten in mma and uh bare knuckle fighting but she is definitely someone that might have potential in wrestling based on what she did in the feud between inner circle and american top team she was one of the rare bright spots of that feud so i think there's Mm -hmm. potential
1: Okay. Now Dan Lambert, what does he run? He runs a, a school.
0: He runs an M- MMA gym, American Top Team.
1: Yeah. TNA had him for a while and I never I never understood the, how he really fit in. He did I, I, I don't think he fit in in TNA that well. He's not a bad talker, but he's not a good talker either. Because I'm not, I'm not aware of what he's got. I think they should do, you want that guy to mean something, you've got to, do, you've got to go more in depth with him and his connections in that world. And I guess the announcers have tried to cover it. I don't know. Hell, you know if I'm in TNA and I didn't get it, and I was on creative, I don't know how the fans get it. So, but it is what it is. So that kid that he's with him, Scorpio. Scorpio Sky. He's un- undefeated in 364 days? Yes. And the pay-per-view is tomorrow?
0: Uh, is he pay-per-view on the pay-per-view? Sunday. No, he's not on oh. the pay-per-view.
1: So he'll go a year without getting beaten? 364, 365 days? Okay. Yep. Well,
0: yep. so... In, in singles action. In singles action, because he was on the losing end at full gear in the uh, mm-hmm. 5 or 5 tag, but, you know, they don't bring that up uh next we had your boy the one you've been talking about keith lee and i, lo- I love mm-hmm. the introduction for him by justin Roberts saying that oh he is limitless keith lee in the introduction that was a nice little uh touch there this was a big old horse fight big meaty men slapping meat literally it was chop battles back and forth Uh, We got a pounce by Keith Lee taking uh, J.D. Drake out to the outside. J.D. Drake hit a cannonball in the corner, and then he followed up with a moonsault, but only got a one count. Drake came off the top ropes with a crossbody, but Lee caught this big man, did like a deadlift with him, uh, a squat with him, and then did the big bang catastrophe. This was all just uh, an impressive showing for Keith Lee after the match. Drake's stables mates, the wingman came down, and Keith Lee destroys everybody, including Cesar Bononi with a powerbomb. He tosses Peter Avalon onto the now rest who of were the team.
1: Who were the guys that came in?
0: That was the wingman. That was uh, Ryan Nemeth, uh, Peter Avalon, and Cesar Bononi. Mm-hmm. And he destroyed all of them. And, uh he did. A- It looked like Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs would join in, but Orange Cassidy's music hit to distract them and end the segment to build up for the face of the revolution ladder match. What did you think about the match here? And what did you think about Keith Lee on Rampage for the first time?
1: Uh, I didn't much like it because he didn't look like a star. He should have looked more like a star. And I don't know how you make him look more like a star. I think they pitted him against He's a big guy. But I think since he gave that guy the bill the week before and almost threw him out of the ring, I think you need to stay with the smaller guys. See the bigger guy slowed him down. Yeah. I mean he's not gonna get fast anyway. But I think you gotta play to Keith Lee's strengths. And he was trying to help and I admire him for trying to make the guy look credible. But he didn't make him look credible, it made him look like I think he hurt himself worse than the guy that got beat—they're not trying to make him. No. They want to make him look a little more credible, but I—I I don't think Keith knew how to do it. I really don't. And I think it come off as like one of those matches, like, eh. And that's what you don't want. Yeah. Your brothers, you—you know, after you saw that great first match, and then you saw that other stuff in middle, you're—you're you're okay. You're still hyped. And then Keith Lee comes in, and then he just—he just dragged you. He drags momentum. He just slows it down. Doesn't necessarily make it a, a a bad show, but I think they they should have done a little more work on that one. I
0: could I could understand where you're coming from. I I did like the match, but I can see where you um where you. You ought to say, fight. Sid. You ought
1: to say, shut the F up!
0: Doc. What the hell do you know? <laughs> no, you want you want to see Keith Lee toss some people around, and I I'm okay with that because I like to see that as yeah, well.
1: But you, see if, but you can't take a monster. And all of a sudden make him mortal. Yeah. See, I mean you either go one way with him or you don't go. And pick pick double, pick two guys for him and let him just beat the crap out of him. So you gotta make him tough first. But here he was selling, I don't know, he sold a few things or something. That well, if it gets you in the eye, that's one thing, I don't know what he was selling, but the momentum of the show kind of dropped, is what I'm saying. Yeah. See, who was putting that show together? You knew that first one was going to be a barn burner. You knew it. And then the second one was okay. But the third one followed the second one. So now, at about the 50 minute mark, you know, to about the 30, 30 minute mark or 25 till, you hit a low. And then the Serena Deed match followed that, right?
0: No, we got, we, first, we got a fantastic promo. Like, although I love the, the opener. But this promo might have been one of my favorite parts of this show. CM Punk after the brutal attack from yep, MJF yep, that was on Wednesday. He has you have Punk in the white shirt, caked in blood from the angle, and he basically just talks about uh, how MJF is going to make him promise to unleash the monster on MJF on Sunday in the dog collar match at AEW Revolution. This had emotion. This had passion, intensity. What did you think, Dutch?
1: No, I, I like that one because but CM Punk's been there, yeah. So you kind of believe what he says, and MJF, you just gotta—he's just such a swarmy little bastard that you wanna. But he's the type of heel that gets over. You know, you kind of—he's a smart ass, and you kind of wanna like him, but you just kind of can't. Those are give those, you- those, those are great. Those great heels like that.
0: Did you see the promo from two weeks ago with his whole origin story that he gave us, Dutch?
1: Which one was that? What Uh, origin
0: that – Basically (laughs) – MJF talked about uh, the the day he met CM Punk when he was a kid because there's the picture when, of him the, of a young and, of, yeah. and he yeah. talked about how he was basically racially abused for being Jewish as a kid and he was like picked on he didn't have any friends and people he made the high school uh, the football team and they still picked on him but he met CM Punk and he inspired him to become a professional wrestler he still you know one uh, went after his dream and then when CM Punk quit in professional wrestling, it, it made him like feel like he was abandoned by his hero and now he's mm-hmm. promised to destroy destroy him because he's the person that made him possible to become what he is today, better than the best in the world. Great story. Yeah.
1: Because people love stories like that. They like stories where I remember this and I remember this and when I was younger because even even when you're listening to it, you'll think back in your own life and think of a, a similar situation or something, but you can connect with that, and that—that's what he did. Yeah, MJF might need to stop that if he wants to be a heel, because yeah. people will start liking him.
0: No, but he did it in a great way, where he used what Punk did to like gaslight him, and Punk brought that up this week, where this and he did bring week- it up was like the villain origin story. This week was like the hero who was a villain before, but is trying to be a change man. And he talked about his past, a lot of stuff that you were there for, Dutch. He talked about uh, pouring ashes of a deceased manager on a wrestler. Mm-hmm. He talked yep. about... He talked about uh, uh, back in ROH when he poured uh, liquor down an alcoholic's throat in Raven. He talked about uh, dry, uh, basically making fun of a, a addict for his addictions until he left the company in Jeff Hardy in WWE. So like he was like, I've been where you've been. I've done a lot of the things you've done. But he was like, I look in the mirror every day and I ask myself, am I am I the good guy? And he said, I woke up this morning and I said, I am trying. And he try- extended his hand to MJ. MJF. MJF pushed it aside and hugged him. And then when he pulled away, he low blowed him. He had a, like a white suit on. He opened the suit and it was the shirt with the picture of him as a kid. And he busted Punk open, wiped the blood on the picture. Wow. And then he repeated Great. Punk's promo from back in 2005 when he turned heel in Ring of Honor and said, you stupid old man. The, the, the greatest trick the devil ever did was uh, was make everyone believe he didn't exist.
1: That was a good interview. You know, why didn't I see that? They did it on, on the Wednesday night show, didn't they? Yeah.
0: Didn't they they should have they, they showed it here. I, I, it was so good. They should have. It here. Yeah. They
1: should have. That's a, now, that's storytelling. Now, it's following a linear progression of things happening. and Now, you understand why they're happening. and That's what makes wrestling, make, makes it good. Yeah. Because now they got actual incidents, actual statements that they can look back on, and the video people can pull them out to enhance the story. That's a good story. That's a very, very good story. And that picture, when he was a kid signing it, it kicks it, it all comes from there when he was a little kid. So
0: Absolutely. good story. It is great stuff. Uh, but on this episode of Rampage, you had Tony Schiavone interviewing Jay Cargill and smart Mark Sterling. Sterling bragged about putting in the contract that Cargill couldn't be touched until 48 hours before the match. And since Friday is less get than 48 that. hours
1: <laughs> Okay, I got the girls confused. Yeah. Hell I'm like a damn I'm like a first time fan. So she could the girl that walked up couldn't touch her.
0: No, the one that kicked her in the face couldn't touch her until 48 hours before the show, which is on Sunday. Friday is 48 hours to kick them in the face. I like commentary pointing out that Smart Mark Sterling is a bad lawyer.
1: (laughs) Well, but. So the girl that you couldn't touch her. Didn't touch her, is that right or
0: not? No, 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 she did touch her because it's 48 hours before the show. She couldn't touch her until 48 hours before the match, and it was the Friday was 48 hours. It was on, on Dynamite on Wednesday. They had yeah. like, a, a promo segment, and Jay Cargo was like talking trash to her, and she couldn't touch her. Like Anna Jay, the one that walked up to her, was holding her back because she couldn't touch her due to the contract.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it was good. I like I like that. That Tony Shabani. when did he get that mustache? He's had it for a while, hasn't he?
0: Yes. He needs
1: to get rid of that thing. He looks like a little Hitler standing there. If you just cut it down a little bit.
0: Wow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, next we had Serena Deep. She went one on one with Layla Hirsch in the Professor's Five Minute Challenge. Uh, Deep won pretty quick. The uh, the Layla. Fifty-eight seconds. Yeah, she Layla. I
1: saw it. I saw it on on the
0: the clock. She tried to stay away, but she got the guillotine choke pretty quick. She beat down Gray after the match. And we saw a return here as Hikara Shida chased down Deeb and with several kendo stick shots to the ass and to the leg. she Uh,
1: (laughs) She beat the crap out of her. And it was getting over. The people were popping to it. Yeah. So where is Serena Deeb from?
0: She's from Japan.
1: That's where she started. Oh no, no,
0: excuse me, I'm sorry. I thought you said her car is uh Serena Deeb. Uh, I'm not too sure. I believe uh, someone can tell me in the chat. I think maybe the Washington area, like Washington D.C. or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not too sure about Serena Deeb where she's from.
1: And the other girl is Japanese, correct? Yes. Okay. Well, that that actually intrigued me a little bit because I didn't, even though I don't know where that girl. She had a
0: Japanese name, so I figured she was Japanese. So, uh, she's the from Japanese Virginia. Ring. She, uh, Serena D is from Virginia.
1: Okay, all right. That was good. Now, what was the last match? Are we uh, there yet?
0: Before the last match, we had Tony Schiavone. He was interviewing Eddie Kingston, which I was always happy for. Uh he said, "Good interview." He said, "Kingston says we're He's, here uh, for for a promo." But he's not. He's not what, going. What to am I look. here for? Yeah. He said. he's said. He's not going to kill kayfabe. And he said. He says why? Why is it? it? He was like, why? He he's like, I understand, guys. Kayfabe is dead, but we don't have to piss yep. on its grave. Great line. <laughs> uh, Kingston. Kingston <laughs> promised yeah. to leave Jericho laying in the ring, and then took Shavani to catering for some good peanut butter pies.
1: Yeah. So, what is the what is the tension between? uh him and uh, Jericho
0: basically, uh, Kingston got in between uh Jericho and Santana and Ortiz, who's a part of Jericho's stable inner circle because Kingston basically was their mentor on the New York indie scene. And he basically said the reason why they haven't won the AEW World Tag Team titles is because they're always busy with Jericho's mess. So this led to Jericho having some beef with uh, Kingston. And then he pointed out that Kingston has never won the big one. So he feels that in AEW, the world title, none of the other top guys are the big one. Chris Jericho feels that Chris Jericho is the big one in AEW. So he made the challenge to Kingston.
1: I'd be interested in seeing that match. Because Eddie is the type who kind of makes you believe in him. I don't give a shit if he gets beat or not, you still kind of believe in the guy. Because and I like what he said, uh oh, K three might be dead, do mean we gotta piss on the train. That was that was a good line. And he he's uh and of course he's referring to all the smart marks, which they all are now anyway. So no need to try to try to hide it. But I think him and Jericho, they may have a, a hell of a match. Because, you know, Jericho has all that experience and Eddie would do anything. Well, that's that's on their pay-per-view is it sunday
0: yeah i'm, I'm just gonna Revolution. I'm just gonna i'm just gonna give you some of the matches on the card and you tell me what you think is the is the one that might be the match of the night dutch what we got on sunday you're gonna have adam cole versus hangman page you got cm punk versus mjf dog collar you got brian danielson versus john moxley eddie kingston versus chris jericho thunder rosa versus Britt baker you got Red Dragon versus Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks. Which one you you most looking forward to? Which one do you think is going to be the best match?
1: Well, MJF and CM Punk, I
0: think, will be the be a great one.
1: What's the third match you read?
0: Uh, I believe Brian Danielson and John Moxley, probably that one. And they have, by hell, the top
1: six matches are main event matches. Yeah. I mean, that card is stacked. And there's no bullshit in it. No. So you can go and, you know, you can see five main events that night. I feel like you did. And I think I, I've never seen Hangman Page. And who's he going against? Adam uh, Cole. Cole. Yeah. That should be a good one.
0: That should be really what good. What do you answer.
1: think's going to be the one?
0: Uh, the one I'm looking forward to the most is just CM Punk and MJF based on, like like yeah. I told you, their story has just been uh, probably one of the best feuds that AEW has put together. And uh, I'm really much looking forward to Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. You know why. I oh, want to see course. Thunder Rosa of course. Take of course. It's all of about course. Thunder Rosa. That's what I'm ready so for. What time
1: does that pay-per-view start?
0: Uh, 8 p.m. on Sunday. Okay. Yeah.
1: I'm going to call you up, hey, What are they doing? I refuse to spend money on pay per views. I don't know why.
0: I got you, so, Dutch. But yeah,
1: you know, that, that's a good card. So and he took how long did it take him to they've been promoting this pay per view? A couple of months?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean the the real they don't do they don't, the don't do one a month, do they? No, they do four a year. Four pay per views. That's what
1: they should do. I kinda liked it
0: better when the WWE was doing four a year.
1: Because when they started that in your house deals, I'm saying they're gonna they're gonna burn it down, and I think they did burn it down. Oh there man, too many. I can't keep up with them.
0: I, I tell you, Dutch, like I said, I've been watching those old I've been watching since the beginning of like that Monday Night Wars, and we've been watching ever since. We're up to like the summer of '96. Man, those in your houses during that era were dog crap shows. Like there was like maybe one I've seen out of like six that were like that had more than one good match. These are all one-match shows. It's like, why did they, why did they even waste time and make these $20 pay-per-views?
1: I have no idea, but I thought, man, you know, you're searching for content. You don't really have time to think about good content or just thinking about the content, period. Just put something on the show. Put something out there. There was not a lot of thought putting those in your houses because you had four and you could put you could put, I got a cat over there looking at me. Uh, you could put thought into SummerSlams and uh, WrestleMania's and all that, but one a month, you couldn't do it. See, I was talking to a guy the other day about TNA pay per views. They did, uh, I guess that we did one a month, but a lot of times we weren't looking for the greatest pay per view, but we were just looking to fill the slots. You got to fill three hours or something. And you know, it's, I, and I, and I'm saying, booking a territory is like being a coach on a football team. You can go out there and you're expected to run away with this game, and then you could get beat or you prepared for it or thought you did, but no, you didn't prepare well enough because it flopped. Now you've yeah. seen a lot of paper views flop. So what do you do? You can't read the reviews. Oh, that sucks. And the 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 the, the, the creative teamers. They're idiots and all this. You can't do that. You just got to go, okay, guys, let's start it all over again and keep going. Because you can't, I've seen guys read that stuff and take it personally. I said, they're fans. They're like football fans. I mean, creative team members are like football coaches. They get hired to get fired. And you go as long as you can. But you'll burn out long before you get fired you're burnt. And to me, if you could keep the same people around, an old booker told me one time, this is the days of the old territory days, when a guy's name gets tough to write down, like what to do with him, it's time for him to go. And you actually did him a favor. You did him a favor by telling him he needs to look for another place because you're going to finish him up. Because he was doing nothing there and he was, he got guys get in a rut and the fans perceive them a certain way. And unless creative gets a hundred percent behind them, nothing's going to change. So it was better for the territory and the individual wrestler to go to another place and start over. And that's what used to make wrestling good. Yeah. Because, it, because a, a, a lot of, uh, I knew wrestlers, they would just go to certain territories. They would go to Florida, and they would go to Georgia, and they, they would go to Mid Atlantic or Charlotte, and ever and they would make that tour ever like five years. They'd spend a year and a half, and you could easily spend a year and a half in Charlotte because it was so big. You could spend a year in Florida and a year in Georgia, so that's why that's almost four years. And you would make good money, and then you're not you're not hard to book and. Sometimes you would take a partner with you or somebody you knew you could do business with. All you had to do was convince the booker in the territory you were going to that you had this idea. And Of course, bookers are dying for ideas. So all you had to do is say, I got this idea. And, oh, come in. Come on, help us. Help us. So, But I'm, uh, this is a new day and a new era. I'm very, very interested in the Tony Khan purchase of Ring of Honor. See how that works out. So,
0: I mean, I, I think, but it. A
1: minute, but are they are? Uh, this is
0: another thing I thought
1: they're not bringing that Sinclair syndication with them.
0: No, they the Sinclair sold it to Tony. Hawk.
1: Yeah, but they're not even going to put it back on their shows.
0: I don't oh, know network. that that hasn't been specified as of yet. I do know that Tony Khan said as far as like the tape library, he is going to be uh shopping it uh immediately to get it uh you know available on a streaming service for fans. But I would I would I would just assume that because he said he's going to be like a developmental, a lot of people are making the comparison to the the OG, the black and gold NXT. I can see something where AEW makes a deal with the streaming service to put their, their catalog as well as ROH catalog on the streaming service. And then they do a weekly show of ring of honor. Like they do the tapings where they tape a few shows, you know, do one a month or one every two months or whatever you need to do where you do bulk tapings. And they're going to probably do a weekly show of ROH on that streaming service.
1: Would you do one hour or two hours? I, I would do one hour. Now, on, now on the streaming service, you don't have commercials.
0: That's true. So I would do yeah, I would do one hour. And this is very, this is very much a, one of the issues that people want had with AEW is they have a bloated roster. Like you just said, there's a lot of guys and their death is ridiculous. They're not using. But but they only have three hours of television and then people don't even really count that they have another two to three hours on YouTube because they're like, that's on YouTube. That doesn't count to them. So now they're going to have a whole nother promotion where they can bring some of those guys in. It helps out Ring of Honor. The only thing that I I would think that is a caveat that I've heard as conversation is I don't know if it should just be known as ROH or Ring of Honor if it's gonna to be touring and you're gonna do like shows, it needs to have that AEW name attached to it because although ROH has 20 years of history, the AEW name means more. Mm-hmm. So I think AEW now, ring of honor was Bonner,
1: and ring of honor was started by what's his name?
0: Uh it was it was Rob Feinstein and Gabe Swir- Yep, that was Kuchowski. it. That,
1: yep. And then the Gabe guy went to Florida and opened up. What was the name of it?
0: Well, he started working he with, up? with WWE. He started the Evolve promotion back in like Evolve. 2009, 2010. Yeah. Yeah, you know,
1: I, not- I met him. I've only met I, I've only met him one
0: time. Nice
1: enough guy. So. Yeah. Uh, but but anybody had- gets in the wrestling business, good luck. God bless. Hey, them, you know yeah. how you make you know how you make make a million dollars
0: in the wrestling business? How how you do that?
1: Start, start with two million. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, we gotta talk you're about
1: the, the you end the, the million.
0: Go ahead. We gotta talk about the Rampage main event. Before the main event, we of course had our Mark Henry main event promo. Ethan Page was a little bitter that uh both here and Christian Cage him and Christian Cage debuted at last year's Revolution, but only Cage was promoted as a Hall of Fame talent. And Cage promised that if Scorpio Sky won the TNT oh. championship on wednesday he would be waiting in the wings to make sky a transitional champion they had their match uh a good chunk of it happened during the uh, split screen but what we saw was really good action in the end christian reverse uh the eagle's edge into the kill switch to get the victory after the match jungle boy and luchasaurus came down to celebrate with cage the young bucks and red dragon came down to taunt the champions from the floor, O'Reilly and Matt Jackson managed to nab uh, one each one of the tag team titles until Lucha Chiris grabbed them back, and then Jungle Boy did a dive onto all four men to give us a little angle for the tag team titles before Revolution. So what did you think about the main event and the show overall for Rampage
1: here? Well, I don't have to watch the main event. I just had you describe it to me because if you, if you like it, I said, well, I like it too actually what i do toward the end of the show i never catch the finish because i have to get in here and get this ready because i'm not like you i can't set it up in like 90 seconds i gotta go in here and do this and do this and figure it in so i'm always since i was late all those times (laughs) now i come in here and i get ready so i won't be late but so you think it set up something
0: Well, we got the tag team title match on Sunday of Red Dragon, Jurassic Express, and the Young Bucks. So it was just like a nice little angle to remind fans that they have their match on Sunday. Christian wins his way into the face of the revolution ladder match. And that was the best move because Christian is an expert at putting together ladder matches and you have a whole bunch of guys that aren't like ladder magic experts like Christian. So he can kind of just use the tools that are already in this match and be like, you do this, you're going to do this. This is how we set up this. He's the perfect person to be in this match with the people that's already there.
1: I hated ladder matches. Why? I, no, I hated to leave my feet. Tell you the truth. Because you, you're in the air and you, I don't know. They pushed me up. I used to be forced in a ladder match and I would just beg. I'd actually make a scene. Please, I don't want to do it. No, just we'll keep you down. You know, one time they put me on a scaffold in Memphis at the Mid South. It was about 20 feet in the air, no kidding. And I'm afraid of heights anyway. Yikes. I got on top of that scaffold and I looked across. I was looking into the upper deck. Of the Mid-South. Damn. Then I was in there with Bill Dundee. And he was dancing around. And I said, don't do it. And it was shaking. And I couldn't wait to get off that thing. I couldn't wait to fall off. You won't get. i tell you who you won't get on a
0: scaffold match again. is Jim Cornette. Oh, no. No. He's scared of that. Did you see that when he yeah. broke his leg? Yeah. I, I did. That was crazy. I was there
1: that night. And he was he was screaming. I felt sorry for him. Man, you know, to me, I'm thinking, when I was on that scaffold, the Occupational Safety and Hazard Board Association, yeah, it's for dangerous jobs, and I'm thinking, I'm up here like a circus performer. Where is OSHA when you need them? I mean, they went out to say, "Nah, nah, nah, nah. we're not having this." And I would agree with. Them. And you know, you, you get to thinking, where did some of these crazy ass matches come from? So I'm yeah. sure some wrestler, some promoter somewhere was painting a house. He said, Hey, I think we could have a ladder match. We could just take two poles and string the bell between them, and we both go up this ladder. That's how it started. It's a yeah. simple thought. And that's what they did. Then the, the dog collar match, same deal. We'll have that. No telling how these matches came about because I'm sure Terry Funk, he's come up with a few of them. I'm sure he's riding down the road half drunk, West Texas. Him and Dory saying, hey, what about if we had this match here, the dog collar match or something. And just this, this crazy, crazy matches. Okay, I was reading the other day
0: about New Jack. And Vic Grimes, oh, you never, you never, you never saw that.
1: I've seen it before. Okay, but I was reading about. See, there used to be a guy here in Tennessee named uh, Gypsy Joe. Yes, who was a tough son of a gun. And they had some independent matches. Nobody there, maybe less than a hundred people. But new jack went out and just beat him up he still didn't knock him out no but if that had been 20 years ago i think he'd have been all over new jack he may have he may he, he may have pulled his eyeballs out that's how many he was. but but i i hated to see that because gypsy joe kind of broke me in and he was tough then. He beat the crap out of you. He wouldn't hurt you or nothing. But but I was reminded while I was reading it, the Wikipedia page, that's what I read. And then they had the 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 video of him throwing big Grimes out. Yes. And he said he tried to kill him. Yes. I mean that's what you gotta watch with this I mean this rusty a guy can offer you, say, $10,000 to do this match. Don't mind if you don't make it. The guy will to kill you. I mean, I would. So you, you couldn't have paid me enough to put, to put me on a ladder with New Jack. No. I just, and I like New Jack. I got along with him. So, but you just I couldn't do it. It's a damn of the guy didn't die anyway. He just happened to hit the top ropes, right?
0: Yes. He could have fell out of the ring completely and died. That's what New Jack was aiming for. So,
1: okay, let's say he died, and they had a trial. They could have brought up charges of murder on him, right? You think they would have got it?
0: More than likely, but I don't know how much money you're gonna get for New Jack at that point in his life. Uh, no, I'm not you, saying Andy. that. No, what,
1: what I'm, what I'm, no, what I'm, what I'm saying is, if he threw him off and he died. And it, it looks obvious that he threw him. He overthrew him. So if they, if the prosecution, the state, brought a charge of murder, even though it was in a per- performance, true, could you get that to stick? Do you yeah. think?
0: You you, you can find a lawyer who who will fight against that.
1: Who <laughs> Oh yeah, you can, you you yeah. can find them,
0: but yeah. It'd be tough. It'd I don't be think tough you could pin tar- charges on New Jack. So like, if you want,
1: um, this is this this is the advice I'm gonna give if you want to kill somebody. Get him in a wrestling match. <laughs> Get him on a scaffold <laughs> and push him off.
0: And yes, R.I.P. And he, said, well, he said he said hey, you had Uncle a land.
1: Jerome. Oh God,
0: R.I.P. Uncle Jerome. Rest New Jack,
1: Jack. Jack. Yeah, New Jack was. I got along with him. But it's a damn wonder he didn't get killed in Smoky Mountain.
0: Oh yeah, they—they
1: that—that was. I told Jimmy. I said, Jimmy, why are you doing this? It's not like we don't have enough problems at all, in these damn crazy ass damn
0: watch up,
1: rednecks up here.
0: Watch the Dark Side of the Ring episode on New Jack. That was that was one of the better ones from season two. He is he is yep. hilarious at telling his own story. But you have told a bunch of stories to us on this edition of Smack Talk Dutch. We got a close up shop here. Let the people know where they can find you on social media until next Friday.
1: Okay, on Facebook, I don't put much up there, but I tell I put little stories up every now and then. Uh, this is Dutch Mantel, Facebook, or on Twitter, Dirty D Mantel with two L's on, on Twitter. And on Instagram, it's something else. It's dirty Dutchman one or something. Since I can't get verified, hell, yeah. hell, the moon landing was easier than trying to get verified with these damn
0: people. So,
1: but anyway, uh, so what happened to Rick? He had
0: technical different internet. Yeah, in, yeah, his internet yeah. was out, right. out of shape. Yeah.
1: Pounding the pounding the sauce
0: down. Hey, I enjoyed different. it.
1: What do you got going on tomorrow? Are you, you doing your show tomorrow?
0: Yes, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time, True Hill Heat, 165. We got special guests, the Daily Boys, Set E. Niyangi and Alex McCarthy. We're going to be talking about AEW Revolution, talking Cody and WWE's Hawks. We're also going to be talking about Tony Khan buying ROH plus much, much more True Hill Heat 165. Join us on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. No E in the true, and come enjoy a good time tomorrow morning. But, yes, Dutch, it was always a good time. As always, we hold it down for Rick. Regardless of Rick being here, we always hold it down on Friday.
1: Enjoyed it. See you next
0: week. We will see you then. This has been Smack Talk for Dutch Mantel. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3, and we are signing off until next time.